This past week, teachers came back to school, and I am already feeling the pull of my time in multiple directions. It's really nice during the summer when you don't need to answer to anyone else, you can actually get things done. But now that school is starting, we've got to figure out how to get more done than we do during the summer in even less time. Maintaining or increasing enrollment staying on top of ever-changing content, incorporating best teaching practices. These are just some of the challenges that we face as CTE teachers. Welcome to the On Your Prep podcast. My mission is to empower every career and technical educator to love going to work each day because they are teaching what they are passionate about in addition to applying great teaching principles. My typical teaching schedule consisted of a 30-minute contract time before school started, so I could use some of that time to kind of prep. And then I was on the block schedule, so I did have 90-minute classes, so my prep was actually 90 minutes long, which now I look at it and I'm like, wow, I had a ton of time. But I'm at the middle school now, and our teachers have about 42 minutes during their prep. So they've got the 30 minutes before school, 42 minutes in their prep if they're not on extended time and then they have another 30 minutes after school. You're probably in a similar situation where you've got a lot of things to get done and you've got to get them done in those short amounts of time. So you need some quick tips and they're simple to actually getting things done during your prep time. The first thing is that you need to have a plan. You need to know what kind of things that you are planning on working on each specific day. And I do have a new guide that I have just finished and I'm really excited to push it out. It's the five steps to getting things done during the school day because I believe that your contract time is when you should be at school because in order to avoid burnout and really truly enjoy your job, you cannot be working all the time. So the goal of the guide is to have that plan put together so that you can maximize the small amount of prep time that you have each week. And you can get it at kristenmasick.com forward slash get things done. I'll also include a link in the show notes so that you can link to it easier. So you've got to have a plan. You have to know day by day and you have to be flexible with that because let's be honest, like some Tuesdays are really, really rough or Wednesdays or Thursdays and it kind of depends on what happens at home. I know the other night, my little kiddos, they started coughing all night long. And so I didn't really get a lot of sleep. So needless to say, the next day did not get as much done as I would have liked to because my energy level was lower. So there's a lot of different factors that you need to think about when you are putting together a plan. And that guide that I had mentioned earlier is going to really step you through how to come up with the items that you are wanting to get done and how to really break those down into bite-sized pieces so that you are productive and that everything works out based on the amount of time and energy that you currently have. 
Tip two is stay focused and give yourself breaks. So there's a couple different methods of productivity that are floating around there if you are into productivity and like to learn about these things. And one of them is a batching strategy. And I've talked about this when I've talked about social media and producing your social media posts for your program and how you advertise those and how when you do something that's similar all at the same time, you use less brain power because you don't have to switch tasks in your brain. So there's several things that we already do that are naturally batching that you may not really like realize are batching. So for example, grocery shopping. You don't go to the grocery store when you need one item. Typically, you'll make a plan and then you'll go and buy all of your items at that store. And to go further, you might make lists for different stores so that when you are at a specific store, you're getting these certain items. And when you're at a different store, you're getting other items. So that's a great example of batching. There are several things that we do around our homes that are batching. So laundry is another one. You don't just wash one shirt at a time. You do a whole load. But you also don't have to wash your entire wardrobe at once. So think about things that you can do that you can batch, whether that is grading a particular assignment or you are looking at your late work. When you look at things that are similar, they are easier to group together. So when you are grading those assignments, it does help to have it be the same assignment. You kind of can get into the zone and then you can just do that assignment and hopefully make it so that it's easier if you're using a rubric, but something where you can just get in the zone, like I mentioned, and just keep doing the same thing over and over again, that and will help you speed up the process, which is why the suggestion of having all of your late work being graded as a batching system or something that you can batch is that because you don't have to switch between checking your email and grading this one assignment, you can sit down and really grade all the assignments at once. And you can do even small batches. So these assignments that have been turned in, maybe you had 30 turned in, hopefully you don't have that many late work items. But for example, you had 30 and there were 10 of each different assignments. So you had three assignments, 10 of each. Well, you would want to grade or regrade each of those assignments all together at once. So 10, 10, and 10. It wouldn't make sense to pull up John's assignments and he was missing three and he just turned in every single assignment and to go through the first assignment once, give that a grade, go through the second assignment, give that a grade, and the third assignment, the following grade. So it is much better and it's easier for your brain to focus and not get distracted when you are tasking and lumping things together that are similar. So with that, there is a method called the Pomodoro method. And you can actually, what you do is you set your alarm to 20 or 25 minutes and you set it and forget it. So you put it to the side, you turn off that distraction, you don't check your email, you don't do anything else, and you just focus until your alarm goes off. Then when your alarm goes off, you need to do something active, whether you're walking around your room or you're going outside or even in the hallways, you're giving yourself a mental break 
and then you repeat the process. So that kind of works, especially when you have those short bursts of time, especially before and after school. The last and final tip is protect your time. Now, this one is probably the most important, and it doesn't seem that important until you're looking back on it. If you've ever evaluated your day and looked to see what you actually got accomplished versus what you didn't, I know that for me on my non-productive days, it's because I usually got stuck talking to someone. And I did... I enjoyed the conversation that I had with them, but I made that choice to be around that person and kind of get sucked into that conversation rather than being in the zone and being in my classroom and actually working. So here are some things that you can do to protect your time because you want to have your priorities first rather than someone else getting in the way and them manipulating your time and using your time. So the first is don't go to the office. And if you're trying to be really productive, sometimes maybe you choose to go to the office, maybe during a class change, if you have enough time, you can run there, run back. And the great thing about class change is that it is a very short amount of time. And granted, you may or may not be able to make it, but You pop in, you pop out, you can check your mailbox, you don't have to talk to anyone because everybody else is in a hurry. So that's a great time to go to the office. Also, maybe when there's like no one there. And just stay out of places where you might get sucked into a conversation that you quite frankly don't have the time for. When I was coaching, there was an idea of having an actual like boundary. And when someone was to come into your classroom, you can let them know, hey, I can talk to you right now, but I only have five minutes because I need to go and do this. And then you're setting up that boundary. And so then when you get to that five minutes, you can kindly remind that person, oh, hey, I my five minutes is up. I really need to move or go here or leave. And that hopefully will allow you to keep your boundaries. Now, the other, this other last suggestion when it comes to protecting your time is shutting your door and actually putting a sign on your door. There are so many signs that were made when there was like Zoom meeting in progress or online teaching going on. You can simply put a sign on your door that says, you're working, please don't disturb. And hopefully people will respect that it's there. You can lock your door. Most of the schools that I've taught in, the admin and then the custodians have been the only ones who have had a key. And if there's a sign on the door, they've typically respected your privacy and they won't come in. You can also let them know ahead of time, hey, when I'm really working on something, I'd rather not be disturbed during my prep. So I'm going to put this sign on the door and... People will respect your time because they really want you to get things done because that helps you be a better teacher in the end. So as a review, here are the three quick, simple tips that will help you get more done during the prep time that you have each day. So the first is have a plan. Have a plan, know what you're going to do, and those steps. The second is stay focused and give yourself breaks. And third, protect your time. Make it so that there are things that you do or don't do so that you get things done. 
Remember, if you want a more thorough guide in how to plan your week, go to kristenmasick.com forward slash get things done to get the five steps to getting things done during the school day guide where I walk you through each step and then also give you some blank templates that you can fill out for each week so that you can get things done. Until next week.